بسم اللہ الحمد للہ وصلاۃ وسلام اللہ رسول اللہ السلام علیکم مائن مستر رفیق محمد اینڈ ٹوگیدر وی رن دا کالج مسلم وچ از اے پاڈ کاسٹ آل اباؤٹ گروئنگ اپ مسلم ان امیریکا ایز واز ویسٹرن سوسائٹیز ان ان تھرو آؤٹ ہائی اسکول اینڈ کالج اینڈ آر گول از ریلیجس شو دا ایکسپیرینسز دیٹ ویو بین تھرو اینڈ دا کائنڈ آف تھنگس دیٹ وی فیسڈ ایز ویل از واٹ الاٹ آف یو گائز ہو مائی بی لسننگ فیس and kind of just work through what are some of our coping strategies as well as the kind of way we navigate the yeah. current um, situation in today's modern day and world with Islam. And our goal is mainly just to show that you guys aren't completely alone, that we're all kind of in this together and that these experiences are not one-off experiences and that we all go through them. So with that, um, I'll let you introduce today's topic. All right. So today's topic is, it's, uh, it's a topic that's talked about a lot in Islamic spaces and it is backbiting or ghiba. Um, it's when you talk behind someone's back I and mean, let's just define backbiting because why not? Um, or like define it in the sense that like just what well, as far as we know. Um, so backbiting, it's like when you talk behind someone's back about in a way that they would not like to be talked about. Um, there's a skewed definition of it. I feel that a lot of scholars and like a lot of people have told me, um, and that's that backbiting in, in Western society, we say it as if something that you say behind someone's back that, that you would not say to their face. Mm. And that, that second part, it's, It's, it's it's not an excuse when it comes to the Islamic version of backbiting as far as I know Allah alam but um like saying anything behind someone's back without their explicit permission and without like just saying just saying anything that that you even if you would say to their face if they're not there and you say something about them in a way that in a, in a way that that's Might not like them. identifying them or like not like that for no reason kind of thing then mm. that would be considered backbiting so it's become so common in our daily life i feel like yeah and yeah i just i think it's a big i think it's a big topic that we often do casually that we need to start of and i myself when i say we i mean i myself need to start being more cognizant of yeah i mean i think so going back to like first defining backbiting yes yeah. i think something important that we should do in all of our podcasts that we try to do yeah it's kind of define the topic at hand and what part of it we're addressing Cause especially because a lot of the english words they don't tra- like they translate to arabi but like the arabic word and the english word aren't exactly like yeah word for so that's why it's really important to understand the definition of it yeah and um yeah so um but i kind of pulled away from that also i completely agree like if yeah. you're gonna even say something that like say something to their face yeah so like a lot of people will say oh i would say this to their face too yeah or they'll exactly. be like And some of them do say it to their face. Yeah. But if you're going to say anything that deals with the flaws of... Because that's what backbiting is, right? Yeah. Talking about what you think is the flaw in that person, where they're thinking they're not doing that well, just, they're not doing that great. Just anything that you... That that they themselves would not say about themselves. Mm-hmm. I, 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 Whether that concerns like their yeah, body or like their, their body, religious Their body, their actions, yeah. things like that, anything. And I feel like... The, okay, personally, like, I think... A lot of it comes up to like when I'm making jokes with friends. Yeah. And like... Sometimes like you you'll make jokes about certain people when y'all y'all are in a group. Yeah. But when y'all aren't in a group and you're like it's just someone who's in your friend group but there's happen to not be that be there that day. Like when you say a joke about them that's not in their presence, mm. that could be that could be backbiting. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that's existing in college and high school and prevalence Definitely. nowadays. Because almost like we, we, we have this excuse like, oh it's just a joke. Yeah. Yeah. And so like that doesn't really fly. It's kinda I mean, we'll talk about this later too because I didn't want to bring it For up sure. later, but I'll yeah. introduce the concept right now is, um, we talked about this earlier as well, away from the podcast, mm-hmm. but um, on the day of judgment, every single part of your body is going to attest yes. to what it did in your lifetime. Yeah. So essentially, your your hands will, and your hands, your legs, your arms, your feet, every single part of your body yeah. will attest to what your body did or what they committed. Yeah. So 
if you're making um if you're backbiting on someone your tongue is going to attest to every single time you are backbiting someone yeah and this will definitely come up later so i'm not going to drop the hadith right now yeah, for sure. but um um what actually happens um uh, in in through hadith um which we'll go into later is the words that you committed are backbiting someone else supposedly um your good deeds will be taken away to compensate mm, for the yeah. person who actually you were backbiting about yeah so um that's just like i mean if you think about it like in like a monetary sense you're just like giving, giving away, away money. giving yeah. away money with nothing and in return. this is more valuable than money like oh yeah these good deeds are gonna uh i think you, you actually made a post uh, like yesterday or something but like talking about how akhira is forever yeah and just understanding what forever means yeah like we feel like okay 10 years it's like oh that's forever away or like mm-hmm. the next or if we make like a third year plan or like third year like life goal or something oh that's like that's that's forever yeah if you comprehend what forever means like even after you die this is like forever yeah never everything, no end everything that we know when it comes to science yeah so say i'm not gonna say whether or not you believe in dinosaurs or not but say <laughs> you believe in dinosaurs yeah forever it means from the day that dinosaurs existed on this planet to the day that you were going to die yeah and then multiplied that's by a fraction a of that like is it's multiplied by millions and millions and millions of billions, infinity trillions bro so yeah. like we can't really fathom that so all right so before we dive into the whole like you know depth of like all that kind of stuff yeah um let's just kind finalize. of unpacked a lot there before yeah we, we started, gradually went in yeah. we, died, we dove in pretty fast <laughs> on that one but um so kind of just defining backbiting um and so let's come up with this definition of backbiting is essentially um you talking negative whether it be on someone's like body whether it be on their religious qualms whether it be um you know with their worldly manners when it comes to their, like you know their manners on a daily basis like yeah. how they eat blah blah you know how they pray etc so it's pretty much any negative talk critiquing someone else yeah because in that and the reason that's our definition is because the only judge truly is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm-hmm. and so he is the only one who can is deemed to be judgment yes deemed judgment Definitely. so um so backbiting is doing any of those acts um unto another person as well as you know we'll talk about what happens when you hear that about yourself as well yeah because it's not just like you I mean, admitting that to add a little bit to that definition too uh i just pulled this up right now but there's a hadith in sahih muslim mm. where abu harir uh, narrated that uh the prophet muhammad sallallahu sallam, said that uh backbiting is talking about your muslim brother in a manner which he dislikes mm. and uh i like from this hadith, there's also like like people will say, oh, like it says your Muslim brother. What about non-Muslims? Yeah, backbiting non-Muslims. Um, so I was looking at some other like scholarly opinions that have been that have been put out there, and there's also the fact that just if you're not like the fact that Muslims don't backbite, shouldn't backbite about each other, means that like backbite, not backbiting is a Muslim trait. Like avoiding backbiting is a Muslim trait. So by doing that with non-Muslims, you are essentially embodying something that's not Muslim. Oh, so so you're committing. Well, it, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's a way of it may or may not be thinking. a sin, Allahu alam, but yeah. it's, it's more just like you are, you are, you're not embodying Islam in, in that way. Yeah, you're, you're not embodying Islam. There you yeah. go. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So let's move on. Yeah. Let's talk about our experiences because we Definitely. love talking about experiences. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, <sighs> backbiting is like so, so prevalent. <laughs> I feel like gossip is like. Gossip is backbiting. Yeah. G- gossip yeah. is back, but I feel like gossip is like the word that's more used now than backbiting. I feel like backbiting is a more archaic term that like. Sure. When you're talking about like casual conversation, you don't use it, but like gossip. Oh my God, forget like, gossip. What about people are like, oh, spill the tea? Tea. There, tea. Tea is like. Gossip the most... is also archaic. I feel like that's like more, that's like 1900 stuff. Yeah. Like, it's tea. almost like when we hear backbiting, yeah. people are like, are like, yeah, that's negative. That's bad. Yeah. But when we talk about tea, they're like, oh, that's just tea. Spill that's the tea, harmless, bro. right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I guess like we kind of replaced that. Okay, so anytime you mention backbiting, <laughs> gossiping, or tea in this episode, <laughs> we are specifically talking about backbiting. Yes. Okay, so let's also establish that. All right. All right, so when when 
okay i mean i'll go first because i already have a story right, but um in wow elementary school elementary school yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean i guess we i guess that's pretty common yeah, yeah i mean it's, it's common big, here it's like it's, yeah. like it's like a practice like i mean let's just address that for a second it's like how common is backbiting gossip tea? too common and it it's, exists it's part of our culture and yeah not just like american western culture it yeah. exists Every in, culture. In every culture. Dude, I feel like they see people gossip more than... I've, I've heard... <laughs> oh, my God. Don't get me started. But basically, like, it exists in in your local communities, yeah. in your Muslim communities. Backbiting, it's it's an inherent, like, this inherent ugliness of, like, human beings. Of, of humanity yeah. to talk about other human beings. Yeah, it just exists. And that's yeah. what is addressed in the Quran as well. Like, this... There's a... Uh, the, I mean, I'm going to pull it maybe later when I find it. But um, um, basically, backbiting, there's very few who are, like secluded from it yeah that makes sense like the, the yeah. majority of people will face a problem so this is not something that we expect anyone definitely i'd be very surprised yeah. if people are listening to this and have not either been exposed to it um yeah. heard backbiting on them or you know i'll be completely or just fair. heard other people backbiting other people yeah or even them committing backbiting on others like that For happens sure. as well like yeah. i'm not going to deny that like that's definitely in my past as well it's, and, and it's in my present too it, it affects the way you think about other people too yeah. i feel like um i'm sorry i'm cutting into your story yeah, right yeah. here but like just I remember back in back when I was in high school, I I mean, up until high school, I just wasn't someone who'd, like, talk about other people just because, like, I mean, I was more, like, innocent and secluded and, like, sheltered from, like, the 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 sort of culture of, like, youth in America. Mm-hmm. So I would, I was more like, oh, I'm Muslim, so I shouldn't talk about someone behind their back. But then when you hear other people talk about other people behind their back or when you hear from other people that other people are talking about you behind it's a mess inception yeah yeah but like that that affects the way you start viewing other people you start picking out things about other people and i i saw myself doing that. i'd be like oh that person doesn't do this or that person does this in class or that person plays this sport this well and like it'd be like a mental like racking of a list and then that kind of gets into like this roasting culture that we have with like roasting each other Mm. i feel like those two go hand in hand when it comes to spilling the tea and, and like gossiping and backbiting and also just seeing negativity in others instead of positivity Mm. And I saw myself, I saw that transition in my head when I was in high school because up until middle school, I would, I would never immediately look at someone and like pick out negative things about them because I'd be like, that, that person seems like a chill person. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, yeah, he, he's, he's cool. Uh, I talk with him. Yeah, he, he does well in class. He's a nice guy. But then once I got to high school and I saw how each, everyone, like roasting each other was like kind of like just a game. It's a commonality. It's a game. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's become just like a pastime. And I feel like when you're, when you're not good at it, people see you as an easy target. So then you start... In, in as a retribution you start looking at other people negatively and picking out things and i saw myself picking out things of other people and mm-hmm. that's such a, such a terrible mindset to have yeah that's a problem with like backbiting too is like when you attack like the reputation and character of like someone yes. like what you're like i have this written it already sucks earlier. in person but when you do it behind behind someone's back yeah yeah and there's also a difference between backbiting and like just slandering on someone yes. so slandering is simply like just like talking bad about someone and a lot of cases that can talk back- about someone that's that's not true that's not true yeah, yeah. so that can come back and backfire on you but backbiting specifically is when you're talking like these truthful aspects about yeah. their actual flaws so that it won't backfire on you, but you're really ruining someone else's life. Yeah. Right. And so like, let's go back to the experience thing. So like Definitely. my first experience with that was in, I think, um, elementary school in a very small scale. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you know, I think this is going to exist within a lot of elementary school students. And, sure. you know, that's a, a good place to actually start addressing it with your yeah. kid because that's important to do that and teach them that this isn't the way. And if they're receiving ba- uh, backbiting, then teaching them how to forgive. Yeah. And if they're the one committing backbiting, then disciplining them to show that this is not the right mm. thing to do. So um, for me, it was, um, there was a kid in my school. I'm He's never going to see this. So <laughs> let's just call him uh, Child One. Child so, One. All right. Child One. Um, essentially, uh, 
yeah, he wasn't the nicest kid or anything. So right. at, at that age, you know, even I hadn't been exposed to too much of like this toxic area. Like I was very fortunate for that. But um, in class, I had this like solar system project that was really, really nice. Okay. And it was like really, really well made. And you know how my parents astronaut helped. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Back back <laughs> in my good old days before I learned I would never pass the classes. But <laughs> basically, I had that really nice solar system project and he didn't have as nice of a solar system project. Mm. And so he went behind and things I did have my parents help on that. Gotcha. Right. And I made it clear when I didn't make yeah. it clear. But my parents made it clear because they don't want me cheating off. Like, yeah, of course. Work. But everyone still liked it. And they were like, oh, that's pretty cool. But he went behind and told other students like, oh, he's just using his parents help his parents, which is the truth. I was yeah. I was using my parents. Yeah. help, And so like but he was backbiting that like, he can't do anything alone. This that. So he was focusing on the negative aspect. Yeah. Right. He didn't see that like, oh, my creativity could have been. Um, it had to come to life, but I didn't know how to make it come to life. So then I knew my parents' help. Your parents supported you through that process. Yeah, like I just needed that because yeah. I didn't know how to do paper mache balloon, but I had an idea to make a paper mache balloon, yeah. right? And so I was like, that needed help. So that was my first time truly being exposed to it, and that's mm. the first time I truly realized like the ugliness. Because even at that age, I felt hurt, mm. right? And I was like, yeah. ouch. Like I was mad. I was crying. It was like for me, it was the biggest moment of my life. No, yeah, definitely. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, yeah, at this age, it's like nothing, but yeah. um. Then I realized, I, I'm not going to lie, like in high school, there's a lot of times that I would back by other people, yeah. especially because I'm going to be completely honest, I was I felt threatened, mm. right? Especially in a high school, I went to a high school, which was very focused on prestige and like yeah. popularity and... I feel like every, pretty much every high school. Yeah, yeah, pretty much every high school and especially like... Yeah, especially your high school, yeah. Especially my high school. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so it's that that was the focus. Yeah. And so... I started backbiting others whenever I felt like threatened. And like, that's me like telling my, like, I, I don't know how many people who I know are going to watch this. Yeah. So this might be a little rough, but like, that was a part of my past that I do not enjoy and do not like. I hated, I hated myself at that time. Yeah. And I hate myself now for doing all those things. Well, cause it led to, it led to a, a lot of people getting hurt. Yeah. Right. And that's it, it. Yeah. And that's what backbiting does is you tell the truth about someone else's flaws. And then that ends up actually hurting them. And like the, sometimes the truth hurts more than a lie. Yeah, because like, a lie can be you can forgive a lie in a sense. Be like, oh, he's just. Out you can of also his forgive, mind. and it's also people like people have the benefit of the doubt when it comes mm-hmm. to like believing that person or not. But when it's the truth, and it's it's not just like there's the truth and there's the whole truth. Mm-hmm. So when people start picking out certain truths and highlighting them and putting them on a, on a spotlight for everyone to see, like that that that's when backbiting becomes backbiting versus just. Re- so obviously like there's backbiting and then there's giving counsel or like making or being a, making a judgment on someone in order to like protect like the community and stuff like that. So that's also something that I was reading about when like when backbiting is permitted and when like backbiting isn't really backbiting. There's like when seeing counsel or like when um, when preventing someone from engaging say, in like a business, like say, 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 you know, a certain businessman is or businessman or person that like is that you're going to do business with is corrupt then mm-hmm. it's, it's your responsibility to tell them that that person's corrupt that's not backbiting yeah but you so, tell them on an individual basis and you don't go exposing that to other exactly individuals. and you're also you're telling the whole truth you're telling the truth in in within context of like of business yeah versus picking out someone's truth on their care picking out certain truths of a certain of a certain person's character and exposing that to the world that's that's destroying their character for no reason yeah for no reason other than for your own ego and your own arrogance just like we have the we we know that we have to limit, like, even for this podcast, we're going to yeah. be completely honest. Like, we know we have to, we can't limit, we can't be saying sins upon sins. Yeah. Just like you're not supposed to share your own sins, you're not allowed to expose other sins. Yeah. That's even worse. Yeah. Right? So, to, like, to, to backbiting is essentially that, is you, you're exposing showing, someone, you're someone sins. else's sins. And in college and high school, it's become way too much of a reoccurring thread. Like, tr- not sorry. Yeah. It's become way too much of a reoccurring <laughs> um, trend. Yeah. Because... For whatever reason, we feel the need to do it, yeah. right? And 
I, th- I think it comes back to what you were saying too is like feeling threatened. I definitely felt threatened a lot. Yeah, back I felt threatened all the time. School. Yeah. And I mean, okay, I'll, I'll be honest. So I'll, I'll share another story. So I struggled a lot with my weight. Mm-hmm. Um, ever since I was a child, I think around seventh grade is when I started like working out because I wanted to play sports and stuff. So then I, I, I was still struggling with it. And I know a lot of people would, especially when, once you get to high school, body, body image becomes a big thing. It matters a lot. It matters a lot. People, yeah. especially when you're playing sports, people look at you a certain way based on your body and then your skill set. So in a, I felt so threatened by that, that mm-hmm. I would start that I like the, the roasting comes out, you know? Like, yeah. I feel like, I feel like roasting and backbiting aren't very different. Even when it's in person, like even when you're saying it to someone's face versus like, even like you'll say it to someone's face one day, but then like you'll say it behind someone's what back. Is, what is day. a roast def- by definition? A joke is a joke in general gist. Yeah. Okay. You can make a joke about like knock, knock who's there. Yeah. Right. That's a joke. Yeah. Um, but when you roast, you are roasting someone's particular something about them. Yeah, a character or, or a physical characteristic, yeah. something like that. Yeah, and so you can continue, but like specifically, yeah. I just wanted to like highlight that roasting is backbiting. Yeah, the only difference is it has more of a um, colloquial. It's like more of a colloquial term, yeah. like in today's day, like oh, we're in a roast. Well, obviously, roasting only becomes backbiting when you do it. Completely behind someone's back. Yeah, completely back. behind someone's back. But even even in person, like roasting can hurt just as much as backbiting yeah. to someone. Well, by definition, again, backbiting sounds like an American tense of like behind someone's back. Yeah. But in Islam, backbiting is talking about anyone's kind of misdemeanor, like like their what is it called their their flaws. Yeah. Even like like you said, even to their face. So even if you're telling them. Yeah. So, yeah. Like well, I mean, okay. So even if you're t- if you say something to someone's face, that's not backbiting. Sorry, among but, others. Yeah. 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 Among, yeah others. among others. Among others. Addressing if you think you have and that's another thing is if you have friends. And you know there's something they can improve themselves in. Or maybe you think that they can improve themselves with a certain thing. Yeah. You can approach them in a direct, privately, privately yeah. in a direct one-on-one manner. And you can format your um, critique in a yes. nice and kind way. Yeah. Right? And be like, hey, I noticed this. And I'm not sure if you want to talk about it. If you want to talk about it, this is what I noticed. And we can go more in depth. And if yeah. they say, no, I'm not really comfortable with that, then you let it go. Exactly. Right? But um, the modern sense of like exposing people on what they're bad at yeah and i'm gonna not lie to you like i i've done it a few times in college too yeah. like it just it's it's, it's because you get it you get validation a, from it you get validation and it becomes a defense mechanism uh for me okay so i i can explicitly say this this is the exact thought that went through my mind when i was in high school mm. and when i became like a junior or senior and i was like i was becoming more comfortable with my body and that that's when i would be like i need to start attacking people before they attack me mm. i need to start breaking people down before they get a chance to even get into my armor so rather than just forgive and forget, you would say before they even prevent. So it was, rather, pre- it was, it was preventive, preventive strike. It was yeah. a preventative strike. And that's such a, uh, like that's I, like saying that's like you have two you, nations and a Muslim yeah. nation says, "Oh, they're going to attack us. Let's go attack and kill them all first yes. before they attack us." But how many cases were even in when war yeah. when we're instructed when it comes to Islam? Yeah, it's supposed to be defensive. Exactly. So it's like once provoked, then you can do things. Exactly. Right. And in this case, once provoked, we'll talk about this later on. Is like solution wise, yeah. um, I think one of the great solutions is forgive and forget. Yeah. But um, so you're basically saying that you went into a preventative measure of, hey, let me establish myself as a yeah. guy who can not be attacked because I'm going to attack you. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, honestly, I do the same. Yeah. No, I, I, I did the exact like, same thing. Thinking back on it now, I feel so like, I, I guess the dirty is a way to like kind of describe yeah. it. I, just, I, I feel so it's disgusted ugly. by myself. It's an yeah, ugly it's, trait. It's an ugly trait. It's an ugly trait to sort of, I mean, obviously you can put an armor on yourself to like prevent people from attacking you and like, and like just brush everything off. Like you said, forget and forget. But to even put that armor around you and then start attacking people from behind that armor, it's you never know what a what a person's intentions are, but to just break someone down before they can break you down, you're, you're not giving humanity a second thought. Like that once again comes back to seeing the negatives of humanity, mm-hmm. seeing every single negative aspect. I that's what I was doing. I was seeing what what can I what can I 
attack this person on? What negative aspects do I see in this person? I'm going to just like, honestly, it was kind of like I was compiling a database in my head. Like just talking about this makes me feel disgusted, but yeah. I was compiling a database in my head of like, what are the negative aspects of this person that the next time they attack me, or even if they don't attack me, the next time we're in a group and I feel like they're about to attack me that I can like roast them on this. And then like everyone will, like you said, validate me. Yeah. It's, it's terrible. Yeah. It was dark times. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's something I'm still working on because the roasting thing doesn't stop. Like it never stops. Even when you're with Muslims, with, with non-Muslims, it doesn't matter. And especially here's the thing, anyone considering, Hey, this is something I want to step away from. Yeah. Guess what? You might step away from it, but other people, other won't. people won't. Other, other people will still keep roasting and they're like, bro, don't take it so seriously. Yeah. Especially with guys, I think. But, like, okay. I, mean, I, I can't speak about girls, but like, I know with guys, mm-hmm, the guys. It's, it's a big thing. Yeah. Cause it's like, it's like who is the biggest alpha in the pack. Exactly. Right. Like that is always like the conversation. Yeah. And so like you have two options either like somehow I will say this, we'll get into this, but, um, one, you kind of either remove yourself. So that's something I've been practicing is removing myself from certain surroundings and yeah. like trying to discipline myself, becoming strong enough so that when I enter it again, I don't need to succumb to what it's changing. Yeah. But something I've noticed, I've seen some like some unique individuals while in college. Yeah. And um, I won't say his name, but my roommate is one of them. Right. Mm. And so he's 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 one of those guys who listens to all this critique or even if he hears backbiting or even if he hears like these roaster qualms or whatever. Yeah. In his public settings, he just won't let it affect him. It's like, he's not just like a cold shoulder, like I'm not listening to you, but yeah. it's more like, okay, all right, now what? Yeah. I forgave you in my heart. I'm uh-huh. not going to combat this. I'm just going to sit here. And people like, it gives you it gives you more respect. Yeah. So in a lot of ways, and um, this is something I'll bring up now because I think it's, um, I think it's important. Um, but it's essentially, when people roast and continue to backbite and they go back and forth because they feel like there's like this never ending loop of I need to come out on top. Yeah. But what you don't realize is the strongest response you can give is to listen and to accept and then flush it out. Yeah. But not like, not like make yourself a punching bag. Yeah. I, okay. I'll say something about that is mm-hmm. because I've gotten this advice multiple times throughout mm-hmm. my life. Um, especially when it comes to like roasting battles with like guys that are just like, dude, just like if, if you, if you really don't want to be that kind of person, just be quiet, just, just, you know, like, don't, like, forgive and, like, forget. And in in an ideal world, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like, like, once again, it has to do with psychology. And when you're, when you've been conditioned to this environment where you've had the, where you felt the need. I, I think you also gave me this advice, like, back, I think, um, last semester when I was going through it sometimes. Like, when people would, like, when people would roast me and I'd want to, like, attack back. Yeah. You'd be like, just, dude, just, if you stay quiet, you'll, it, 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 you'll get more respect. And in my, my head knows that. My heart doesn't, though. Mm. and well one thing i kind of want to talk about with my experience is i think i've been in an environment for so long where i felt the need to protect myself from everything that i i'm too scared to take take a bullet so what's what's been helping like break those barriers down i it's it's time and i think i I think that's something that like for everyone out there who has been hearing this advice of just forgive and forget. Just be quiet and you'll get and you'll gain more respect. Mm. I know there's a lot of people like me who go through this because I've talked to a lot of my friends who've gone through this. Mm. And we all are still going through it because it takes time. Because you've had these wounds from other people attacking you. And you've had these wounds from other people roasting you and, and like just feeling as like the honestly, back in high school I, I used to feel like the, the, the friend group punching bag. Yeah. And like I, I never felt as part of the friend group. I just felt like like there's a bunch of friends and I'm just the punching bag in the middle mm. that I'm just there for comedic relief. Mm. And we see that on TV shows too. Like they're always a kid. They're always like the guy who's the comedic yeah. relief or the girl who's comedic, the person who's a comedic relief. And that person, like when you, when you, when you feel as, as when you feel like that person, it takes time. You have to like, but one of the ways that I've, that I've sort of 
tried and I, I don't know if it's working yet. Mm. I've started doing it this semester, but it's just like, like you said, stepping away for a little bit. I feel like when you step away and when you're alone with your thoughts and when you're alone with yourself, and then when you go back into that group, when you've been away for a certain amount of time, people start to, I, I, you also realize I honestly don't know. You I, realize you re I'm working on it. I yeah. mean, one of the things that I realized when I did that was I realized like I knew my own self-worth before going in and I knew when I would step out, I would, you rediscover your self-worth. Yeah. Right. And so that helps with like this whole like backbiting conversation because backbiting is going to exist no matter what you do. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think, okay, on one end, I also think stepping away gives you a chance to like sort of let those wounds heal. Yeah. And then when you go back in, you come in with a stronger armor. Mm hmm. And, and you realize backbiting does yeah. not need to be part. See, when you're by yourself, yeah. backbiting is completely non-existent. Again, it's only yeah. something that is exists when multiple individuals yeah. are within. You need at least two people to backbite. You need at least two people to backbite. Yeah. Right. So there needs to be fuel, and there needs to be someone like you know ready to like start like lighting match. it up, yeah. right? And so when you're by yourself, you might the fuel might be there because you have certain sins, yeah. etc. You might have certain like certain thoughts, bad, bad grudges, qualities, etc. Like right. Yeah. But there's no one to light a match. Yeah. And. um so I, I think the analogy is the other way around. Like you, you have you have all all the all the sparks ready to ready to erupt out of you, but you don't have anyone to like put that spark yeah. on. And so yeah. when you spend time with yourself, you end up learning and self-validating yourself. So the sparks kind of disappear, yeah. and in a way, like, like putting a cover over all that, yeah. so that if when you actually enter back into the world of this like backbiting and such, they're less likely to engulf you in flames. Yeah. Right. So um, okay. So but I also want to address how do we. Stop. One thing I will say before we move on, though, yeah. is like for everyone out there who is struggling with with the with what we talked about, like with facing backbiting, with well, yeah, with facing backbiting and wanting to backbite back, yeah. uh, it takes time. Uh, take it easy on yourself, especially because I know it's it's easy to get in your head and be like, I can just quit cold turkey, like I can yeah. just stop backbiting, I can just stop roasting people, and I can just take it. But if you start trying to take it all at once, like just like you said, like if you're in a group and people are roasting, you just like stay quiet and like be like, ah, oh, haha, whatever. Yeah. Like you can, you might be able to do that for a couple of times, but it'll build up. So give yourself time and understand that it's okay to take some time to just be alone. And even if you are in that group to just understand that it's going to take some time. Yeah. I feel like that was the biggest realization I had to bring to myself is because I've been that, like I've been that punching bag in high school and coming to college, I didn't want to be that punching bag. So I, I try to put myself in situations, but when it started happening again, my first instinct was to just like let loose and mm -hmm. like do that. But it takes time. Give yourself time to heal. That's the one thing I can say. Fair. Yeah. All right. So now on the end of like, what about stopping backbiting? Yeah. So we talked, All right. like, I think that kind of took a direction where we talked about like what happens when you're facing backbiting, yeah. what happens when you're surrounded by backbiting and um, what happens what what happens if you are the backbiter? <laughs> so like, first of all, how do you realize you're backbiting others? Yeah. And I mean, I could talk about this because I ahead. feel like I was more on this end versus sure. like your end. Like, I think I was more the guy who was backbiting others. Mm -hmm. And that's something I definitely like was not proud of and definitely don't do not enjoy at yeah. all. Like anymore. Like it, it hurts me when I go home and sleep at night. If I did say something about someone else yeah. and I'm like, why did you say that? Yeah. Like, I'm like, what was the reason for saying that? You would never have said that if you were just in your room sitting by yourself. <laughs> like you don't actually think that about the person. Yeah. Was it because you felt threatened again? Was it because you were like, oh, I need to like show my power? Or you just like, like feel the opportunity. It's like, I might as well take it. Yeah. Or make people laugh. And I'm like, what, what kind of person are you that you're going to want to make a joke about other people laughing? Yeah. So, yeah. So what if you are the backbiter, right? And so do you have anything on that or do you want me to start on that? I don't have anything on that. Okay. Go ahead, bro. I'll start. I'll start. Um, <laughs> for all the people out there who are listening, who know that they, first of all, how do you recognize that you are committing backbiting? Okay. Yeah. The two direct ways that I was able to tell that I think anyone can tell if they commit backbiting or any kind of like misdemeanor in that sense 
is one, if you go to sleep at night or something, or if you feel a little sick, mm. like I'm talking like physically, like you feel heavy. Yeah. Okay. Like emotionally, emotionally, mentally. mentally, if you're emotionally and mentally feeling heavy because of conversations you have about others, evaluate what those conversations were. And mm. I think if you, if they, if this, like, again, this is very specific, but if you specifically have conversations about others on your daily basis, or you have conversations about them now and then on those days, if you feel particularly heavy or like solemn, like something's wrong. Yeah. Genuinely evaluate what was that conversation about. And I promise you that most of the time, like what I found was I was talking about people in a negative light. Mm. And when I began to talk to people in a positive light, my, my felt lighter, mm. right? Like physically. Yeah. But the more, the better indicator is if you have constantly are fighting this battle. Like if you're walking out of your room every single day and you mm. feel defensive, right mm -hmm. or if you're like oh i'm gonna i might face this kind of stuff like kind of we're talking about like the roasting yeah. sessions if you're like going into things armed and prepared yeah. like that is a really 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 big indicator that um you're you're backbiting or yeah. like when it comes to like between you and your friends if you're always on guard to like drop in like the little roast or this or that yeah and quick to arms essentially that is a very good indicator that you're um either backbiting or committing some sort of sin because yeah. you shouldn't be on a defensive role. And once you let all that go, like we'll go over how to let that yeah. go and all that stuff. But once you let all that go, you begin to feel lighter. You begin to feel happier. You start waking up with the excitement to wake uh -huh. up and go outside and be with other people because other people, then it's all about gratitude and happiness. It's not about who am I going to be defensive from? Who am I going to roast today? Et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Who do I have to be careful because I backbited about them two days ago and they might know now. <laughs> and if they know now, they might come at me and I got to fight with them. So like something I don't worry about anymore yeah. is like somebody... I don't have to like worry about like somebody coming up and being like, oh, you said this about me, this stuff about me, and yeah. that about me, right? Yeah. And sure, I slip up now and then. I still <laughs> yeah, slip of up course. 100 percent of the time. Like it happens. But it's it's important to understand that it's it's not okay to slip up. But like okay, so oh, coming back to like the you, you will slip up, yeah. but understanding that like it's not a, it, what you did was wrong, and then asking a lot for it's the same thing that. as like going yeah. cold turkey. Like going cold yeah. turkey never like never works. never works like. I know very few people who can go yeah. cold turkey and certain things and cold turkey by definition would mean that you never go back into it ever again in your lifetime. Yeah. But you know, people go cold turkey and don't eat sugar for like eight months, but then they go back into it. Right. So yeah. that's like, that's not cold turkey. Personal experience for me. Yeah. yeah. But we're trying to develop anyone listening to this. We and you are trying to develop habits that exist for the rest of our life. Yeah. Right. So you will slip up as you're trying to move from something as no matter what you're doing, yeah. when you're moving from something you're accustomed to to something else, you're going to slip up. Yeah. It's impossible not to. Yeah. But the rate at which it will happen will decrease. Yeah. The more you do it. Okay. If you if you put in the sincere effort, and once again it comes back to the intention. Mm -hmm. If you go in with the right intention and you put in the sincere effort every day, Allah and if you have that trust like having tawakul in Allah is like very important when it comes to this because if you don't believe that not just that you can do it, but that Allah can get you through it. If you don't if if you don't believe that starting out, it's not it's never gonna work. Yeah. You have to believe that I like more than the, more than the fact that that you yourself you think you can do it, but if you believe that I will do this with the help of Allah and Allah has the power to help me through this, that's gonna be the baseline of your starting point. And, and strength comes through that. Strength definitely comes through that. That's yeah. where that internal motivation and strength comes yeah. from. Yeah. So, and something that my mom always tells me is like, especially when it comes to these big life changing things, um, sometimes we feel as though like, oh, it's never gonna happen. Like, mm. I, how can how the hell can I do this? And that that's when I have to that's when I have to remind myself and what my mom always wants to remind myself is that do you really believe that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who created this entire world and balances everything in this world and in the akhirah and in Jannah and like all the seven skies and everything can't help you get through a simple backbiting thing? Yeah. Like oh uh, like it, if you that, that's why that's why it's also important to like uh I forgot where I heard this, but it's also important to 
reflect on the creation and the and and the the nama and the risk that Allah has given you. Mm-hmm. Because if you understand how hard that is to control, all these things will seem so easy to overcome in life. Especially with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yeah, with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help. If if you see like if you see how much if you see like how the human body works or like mm-hmm. how how the, the world works and like how the world has been created so perfectly, if you realize how hard that would be for you to do and how hard that would be for Allah to do then you would realize that when it do you want then uh if if you realize how hard that that is that would be for you to do then you realize that when it comes to simple things like your own actions that Allah that, like that that is nothing for Allah mm-hmm. like to help you through an action that is nothing you just have to trust in Allah and you have to ask Allah for that yeah that's what that's the most important thing i completely agree yeah all right so like once you've identified like i completely agree honestly yeah. like that the book of Allah yeah. is the foundation of everything that that's where you'll if 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 you have that when you start any endeavor mm-hmm. the strength that you will have through that endeavor is unimaginable yeah and that's a big part of what we're about diving now is like how do you pull yourself away from yeah. backbiting how do you train yourself and how some of the ways that we did that personally or i did that personally and maybe a little bit about how you did it personally and yeah. how we employ certain strategies it all does come back down to having this faith in allah yeah and going back at night and knowing if you messed up you turn to him and mm-hmm. knowing if you need more strength, you turn to him. Yeah. So that is a baseline. And then we start encouraging some other um, techniques and ideologies. Um, so now I'm going to start off with um, this quote that I found um, within the Quran itself. And um, it's in Surah, uh, Surah Al-Hujrat, mm. ayah number 12. And so anyone who wants to like follow along or look yeah. at it, they can look at it. So I'm just going to read out in English. O you who believe, avoid much suspicion. Indeed, some suspicions are sins. And spy not, neither backbite one another. So mm. that line, keep that in mind. And spy not, neither backbite one another. That is, again, a translation. But the word for backbite um, that's been translated is yaghtab, uh, which is pretty close to... Yeah, yeah. So, like, there's... If you want to look at the exact definition of that, yeah. feel free to. But this is what I interpret from this um, end. But here's what it continues to say. Would one of you like to eat the flesh of his dead brother? You would hate it. So, in a way, hate backbiting and fear Allah. Verily, Allah is the only one who accepts repentance, the most merciful. So, in this verse, like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, like he strongly forbids backbiting and spying. Okay. Which are sins. And he compares the backbiter to one of the backbiter to one who would eat the flesh of his own dead brother. Now, that could be your own blood brother or your own Muslim brother or in a way, it could be anything. So, if you would hate, (laughs) if you would hate eating the flesh (laughs) of another human being, especially a brother who we know like should be like even in the Muslim brother we should have special feelings for yeah. do you not think you should hate backbiting to the same accord yeah. now this isn't meant to scare you like it's a very yeah. scary thing but it's not meant to scare you what it's supposed to show is a way to avoid backbiting mm. so one thing I've been like implementing for myself is if I do catch myself backbiting not even before say I just yeah. accidentally backbited about someone by repeatedly telling myself this on a daily basis or repeatedly telling myself these kind of like a chronic or hadith is on a daily basis, right after I commit it, I think, oh my God, you just ate your bl- yeah. bl- blood. Also, blood. another thing I'll, I'll kind of contextualize yeah. that with is some people will, like I, I've heard this so many times, but whenever like, whenever I try to like tell some, like not, not even me telling, but like some people will just talk about their sins and be like, oh, at least I'm not killing anyone. Yeah. So, and and if if, if someone were to say, I'm backbiting, but I'm not killing anyone. Allah has specifically said in the Quran that backbiting is like not only killing someone, but then eating that person. Yeah. So yeah, you can't even justify backbiting by saying, at least I'm not killing anyone. Because a lot of people will do that. A lot of people will say, I'm listening to music, but at least I'm not killing anyone. I'm doing this, at least I'm not killing anyone. At least I'm creating this XYZ sin, but at least I'm not killing anyone. Yeah, and it's, look, again, this is something that I feel like 
because I want to come back to this. Like the point of this yeah. podcast, like was always. We'll definitely have another episode where we talk about yeah. this whole thing. But yeah. the whole point of the uh, essence of this is not to like just show like okay these are the, these are the techniques to use like believe it or not yeah like this is a technique to use not to be afraid of islam and realize you're gonna like oh my god i'm gonna go to hell or this yeah. or that like understand also in the day of judgment your good deeds are weighed against your bad deeds and do you not think if you have these certain bad deeds that you're nitpicky about yeah. that you're supplementing your life with so many good deeds yeah if it's if it's if it's a good deed um to you know, if you're having a picnic and you pick up your picnic away because there's a colony of ants that are existing, so you yeah. might step on them. If it's a good deed, and um, and you know that's within like hadith and so yeah. I'm not even gonna reference where because yeah, just course. the point is there's such small things you can be awarded good deeds yeah. for, even the way you put on your shoes. Yeah. Right. So, you, that's gonna be a balance. So anyone who's listening to this, do not like freak out <laughs> at any of these things. <laughs> They're not meant to scare you. Yeah. Specifically with backbiting, this quote in essence is supposed to inspire you yeah. it's supposed to show you that hey if you are committing backbiting this is something you can compare it against that you understand because yeah. it's very hard to understand what kind of sin something is unless we're getting something to be compared to of course. so that's the main point of this um this um i and this is like one of the techniques that i use and genuinely it works for me because when i think of it i don't feel frightened or scared because again in the quote itself it says allah is the one who accepts repentance the most merciful why would I just want to follow up the exact warning with I am accepting the repentance? One of the merciful. one of the things you see throughout the Quran a lot is whenever Allah mentions a certain punishment or a certain um rep, 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 reprimand to a certain sin or something, he always follows it up with traits about himself that that link back to seeking forgiveness. Yeah, that link back to seeking forgiveness and repentance from these actions because. I think I think that's one of the beautiful things about the Quran is the balance, and we're taught that Islam is a balance. Yeah, it's 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 a middle ground, and the way the way the Quran I, I think is a beautiful way that it does this is, it shows you what it, what what is wrong, but then tells you, but always reminds you that just because you do that wrong doesn't mean your life is over. Yeah, doesn't I mean you can never come back to Allah. Yeah, it's a crazy because like, it's the this is a, it's a scary like this is a yeah. scary repercussion like hey you're eating your brothers imagine if you have, you have a brother yeah i have a brother yeah imagine killing them and then eating their meat actually <laughs> but then it's followed directly up with oh my god allah SWT is the one who accepts repentance and most merciful and like you said he always follows it up with a, qua- a trait and quality of himself that is about forgiveness and kindness but yeah. we never focus on that yeah and so that's when it comes back to like how you can stop backbiting in public and with other people is understand you can be forgiven. You're not stuck. Especially, I think one one thing that we all need to sort of start doing is whenever we talk about things such as backbiting, like th- this is a common example that I've heard yeah. a lot of times where, oh, don't backbite because it's like eating your own brother. But then no one ever continues that ayah to the point to where Allah talks about forgiveness and repentance. Mm-hmm. What, what I feel like Allah is doing here is he's showing you this sort of roadblock, but he's also showing you the gateway behind it. So if you if you end up going through this this trial and tribulation that there is a gateway to get back to it if you are sincere in your efforts if you decide that to never do this again that this was something wrong that you did and you feel disgusted by it then there is a way to get back to Allah and there's always a way to get back to Allah and that's the key that you just said right like if you decide with a sincere effort to never do it again so even if you do slip up your sincere effort is to never do it yes so you can by telling yourself I'm never going to do this I'm never going to do it when you it's not the Western ideology like of saying Oh, I'm never gonna do something, and then when you slip up, I'm like, damn, I didn't make it. Justice system, like the, the just, yeah, the justice system will be like, okay, you're out on bail or you're out on parole, but the moment you do it again, you're done. Yeah, Allah, Allah is not like that. Allah has so much mercy. He has more mercy than your mother will ever have mercy on you. And your mother has a lot of mercy. Your mother on you. has a lot of mercy. Most on you. most mothers most have mothers. most mothers yeah. have a lot of mercy on you. Yeah, so yeah. like, 
to understand, like, there's no way we can ever comprehend the amount of mercy Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala yeah. has for us. But realizing that just because, like, un unlike a law system that will put you in jail or throw you, put you on death penalty as soon as you slip up, Allah will never forsake you. As long mm. as you, you are the only one standing in the way of Allah's forgiveness. If you have your sincere efforts, and by you, I mean you, me, every single Muslim and Muslim out there. Yeah. We need to start forgiving ourselves and also opening ourselves up to the forgiveness of Allah whenever we slip up. Yeah. And I, I, I don't say that lightly. I say that as someone who also struggles with that. Hmm? Every time I slip up, I always, I always feel like, am I done? Like, is this it? Game over. Game over? Yeah. <laughs> it's not. It's never. No, Game's it's the same never way over. that, it's the same way, like, with good deeds, like, it's never enough good deeds. There's never enough good deeds. You just keep going. You keep yeah. adding to it. Um, yeah, so, like, okay, so that, that kind of was my, that's one of the techniques <laughs> that I use. Like, okay, so that's two techniques in itself, yeah. itself. like, to stop backbiting is, one, realize the, the harm of what you're doing. Yeah. Because you are hurting someone else as well. Yeah. Like, you're kind of ruining someone else's life. You're kind of providing this unnecessary pressure and, you know hurt in their life this facade this like chaos on yeah Earth. yeah and it sucks especially from someone like who actually do, did these things like it yeah. sucks like you you legitimately you don't feel good about you it. don't feel good about it like for yourself I mean, some people might feel good about it but like if if they well, well, once you read through all the things that allah SWT has told us yeah. like you, you don't you don't feel good about it afterwards exactly and then the other thing is another way to start growing from that is learn to forgive yourself and Continue open to, yourself up to yeah. Allah's forgiveness. Yeah, open yourself up to that forgiveness and don't stay stuck. Because while you're open to forgiveness, you continue to improve. You yes. continue to grow. The moment you Absolutely. lock yourself in, you're stuck. Yeah. Right? But there is no stuck in there Islam. Is no stuck. So there's continual growth. Um, yeah, okay. So, okay. So, we've identified like what... So, okay, that's that's one. That's my solution towards that. Mm. Um, I'm not sure if you have any other like kind of like takes on the actual committing of backbiting the actual committing of backbiting so what if you were the one to commit backbiting i think also a lot of it comes down to self-realization of what backbiting is i sometimes you you backbite without even knowing it's backbiting oh yeah, yeah. uh i i remember just the other day i was talking to my friend and like okay so th there were three of us the the well, one of the dudes just stepped out for a second, so we're like joking, and then like I made a joke about the dude that just stepped out. Mm. He's like he was, he was literally right outside the door, and he could have come back, and I would have said it to his face, and I was like, and then my other friend, Subhanallah, he was like, dude, that's backbiting, mm. and I was like, you're right, I just committed backbiting, I just committed backbiting, and then he, and then he told me, you know, you can't enter Jannah without his forgiveness. Oh, and that's that's where the other hadith comes from too, where yeah. it's like you will compensate. Your good deeds, yeah. or the backbiting that you committed on someone else, yeah, and that's why you won't enter Jannah without his forgiveness. Because yeah. if he forgives you, then you might be able to keep it. And there's also other narrations that I've heard where, um, like you cannot enter Jannah without that person's, like, unless that person says, "Yeah, let him go ahead." Mm. If, if that person decides on the day of judgment that no, I I felt so wronged by that, or I felt so troubled by that that yeah. I that I don't want him to enter Jannah. You want to turn now. And also, was, I was actually reading about reading more about this from uh, repentance from backbiting and like informing the victim and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and there, for for what these scholars have said here is that like it, it depends on the nature of the interest of the people that are involved. So that's that's what they wrote. Depends on depend on the nature of the interest of the people involved. So the person would uh, wouldn't feel like very very angered or like it wouldn't like set them off or something. Then it's fine. Go ahead and tell them. But if you feel like it would cause more unnecessary damage or just unnecessary pressure and stress on them, then it is enough to just repent to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm. and for and, and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness. Um 
that, that that's pretty much what I got off of it. But like, obviously, no, like, if if you were able to go to that person and ask them forgiveness and be like, "Hey, dude, I, I accidentally backbited about you. Um, I'm sorry. Like, we chill." And yeah. then, inshallah, they say, "Yeah." Um, I mean, as I like, obviously, we we make assumptions about people sometimes where mm-hmm. we feel, like, "Oh, they're my friend. We've done it." Like, I've I've made jokes about him in person. Like, he'll probably be cool with it. You never know. Yeah. You never know on the day of judgment what what that person's heart is going to be. You never know what's going on in someone's heart. So, something to it's harrowing and it's scary to think about, but it's it's important. Yeah. 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 So, read, read the room. Yeah. Read the room. Read the room. Assess what's what's at stake, and yeah. then make your decision based off what you know is at stake. Especially like making that one joke didn't bring me any joy or any. That's another thing. It's like what is, what does backbiting even bring you? Nothing. Like in the hot second when you say it, some people might laugh. Some people are like, "Yo, dude, that was such a good hilarious," movie. or like you get that little boost of ego. Yeah. But ego is a whole other thing. Oh my god, like, that's ego, a whole other video. <laughs> ego in Islam is a whole other thing. Ego arrogance. You know, what it boosts those aspects but are those really the aspects you want to boost in your life but yeah. coming back to the whole forgiveness even if you can forgive in the moment and you can just stay stat again find trust and and in that moment understand that, like Allah is by your side yeah. imagine you're in a boxing ring yeah okay the other person has this human coach mm. that's a yelling and ferocious and he's a scary looking dude yeah that's the uh, that's the backbiting that's the ego yeah and in your corner you have Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Who's gonna win? <laughs> no question. The I just want to created the damn ego and the backbiting. Yeah. Like that that was his creation into man to essentially like this is a human nature thing. Like it was placed there. Yeah. Right? So would you not rather hold it in? Forgive Boost your connection to Allah. Boost your connection with Allah in the moment when you face backbiting or when you even commit backbiting and you run to the other coach. Yeah. Right? So just know what's at stake and know know whose corner you're running towards yeah. and whose corner you're running away from. And that's a good way like that I've also like actually I love that analogy. I'm not gonna lie, like I just came up, <laughs> the with, that, came up with that on the spot. <laughs> wow. But, yeah. Mashallah. I mean it's i think it's a like a good way to like, kinda of qualify yeah. like what kind of it's a battle. Like you're constantly yeah, definitely. it's a battle within your mind. And so you have to like choose a side that brings you actual true and pleasure and like when you run into us one of those arms like and comfort and comfort there yeah it's much more um uh, it's it's much more beneficial for you and for those around you yeah. and why is that not what we all want for ourselves and for those we love that are around us absolutely and just learning how to want that for people who we may not even love but yeah. we know that we need to like they deserve just as well much as what we deserve absolutely. so subhanallah <laughs> yeah that was a lot yeah i think yeah that was that was actually yeah, I think just like conclude this like in general. Mm-hmm. Um, topics Back, like this, yeah. also in general, like just in ge- like just to talk about college and high school. Topics like this, there's a lot of layers. Definitely, like, is everyone's case is also like super different. Like, it, we're, yeah, I, I feel like especially with like backbiting and like gossip and tea, like there's so many variations of it mm. and so many specific cases like whether you say in front of a person whether you say behind a person whether that person has done wrong on you whether whether what you're talking about can be considered counsel or complaining or um getting like like re- relieving relieving a burden upon your heart that someone has placed on you there's so yeah. many like the 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 post i was looking at about like situations in which a backbiting is permitted like there's so many interesting cases here where backbiting can be permitted but those those specific cases and those specific nuances those have to be obviously like those are first of all like you have to kind of realize that like these cases you will never you might not be able to quantify all the time yeah and if and the only person who probably will and only people who probably will be able to quantify are scholars who have 
who understand your situation and who can give you enough counsel on it. But at the end of the day, it's like you try to avoid to the best of your ability. Mm. You try to avoid backbiting to the best of your ability. And if there is a legitimate reason, whether it be like warning someone of someone's evils or um, complaining, like when it, when it talks about complaining, it's not just like complaining for no reason. It's complaining to because someone has wronged you and there's a burden on your heart that you need to uh, actually to relieve upon someone to get someone's counsel. Then that's a whole different issue. But all that aside backbiting in general like the casual backbiting that's so common within our society i think that's kind of what we talked about today is like mm-hmm. we it's it's important to first of all recognize that and then if you if that hasn't been done to you to uh spend more time alone to reconcile that uh to take the time that you need to heal from those wounds before you start putting yourself in situations where you are able to be attacked and if you are attacked again or if you are backbited or roasted or yeah. whatever that you like you said like you also, stay quiet and forgive and forget and yeah. realize that that gives you more respect and power over your own heart yeah. than attacking someone. And after you learn to heal from it, you'll be stronger in a sense too. Yeah. Like course. you're always stronger after you heal. So it has to be proper healing. Inshallah. Awesome. Cool. It's a good talk. It was a good talk. It was a good talk. Alhamdulillah. May Allah, may Allah help us all to stay away from backbiting and heal from those who have, who may have wronged us. Yeah. Inshallah. Zakallah khair for listening. Uh, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Assalamu alaikum.